Hi there, and welcome to the Click IQ Academy podcast. The Click IQ Academy is a learning and resources hub for recruiters, shaping the future and featuring insights from the sharpest minds in the industry. I'm Alan Walker, and in this episode, I'm talking to Helen Durkin about building a high-performing employer brand. Hi, Helen. It's great to meet you. And for those that don't know you, could you tell us a little bit about who you are and what it is you do? Uh, yeah. Hi, I'm Helen. Uh, thanks for having me, firstly. Um, I'm Employer Brand Program Manager for EMEA at Indeed. Um, to avoid confusion, because there is a bit of confusion when I say that, is um, my role at Indeed is about attracting talent to work at Indeed rather than being the employer brand expert that um, helps clients who use Indeed. Um, my role is really exciting and really varied. I've been in the business for about eight, nine months now. Um, and I look after kind of the strategic ownership of our employer brand reputation um, across EMEA. So we're in um, the UK, in Ireland, in Germany, in Netherlands, France. Um, and then also we do kind of relocate people that we bring over to Dublin for different languages. So there's a lot of kind of different local nuances that you have to deal with um, from a brand perspective when you do that. Um, I also look after our Indeed account on Indeed. So obviously Indeed is the world's biggest job site and we use that as a client. So that's quite an interesting thing. We're kind of an internal client as a client. Um, A big part of my role also is reputation management. So we know that obviously People trust people, therefore company reviews on various job sites are um, really important for job seekers to make an opinion of why they work somewhere. Um, and for the last probably seven months or so, we've been looking and kind of auditing what people are saying about us externally, feeding that back in, responding to all our negative reviews globally, and feeding that back into the business, any themes that come out of that, um, and then actioning that Um internally so that we can improve our employer brand internally therefore externally so that was really long-winded but that that's kind of a short snappet of it (laughs) (laughs) absolutely perfect no that's great it kind of really brings everything into context and I liked your clarification point there saying you're not the employer brand specialist for every single organization that uses indeed (laughs) (laughs) I mean I do I obviously do support ourselves guys if they if they come to us um especially in London because I am the first kind of employer brand specialist who has sat in London and my um, colleague in my team is in Dublin so it is nice obviously they can come and talk to me and ask for advice on different clients especially around you know branding some of our products and stuff because I actually do that for us so you know they often use our Indeed company page on Indeed to kind of look at this is what you should be doing this is kind of what the branding should look like this is where you might want to put videos so yeah I am there definitely as a kind of source of advice as well. That's that's fascinating, and and I imagine the the challenges that indeed um are shared by many other organisations as well. But what are some of the specific ones that um, that you need to meet? At indeed, you feel? Yeah, no, we have the same challenges as everyone else. Um, I think for us at the moment, um, if if those of you haven't seen it, well, we're hiring massively, which is obviously great for a business, and was great for me to come into a business that is growing. Um, we are growing, especially in Dublin. Um, so for me, in terms of kind of the challenges, is is the the growth is very quick. Um, we need these people to come in really quickly, come up to speed. Um, 
So there's that element because we've got rapid growth and then as you would imagine, competition for talent wherever, especially in Dublin, where um, you've got a lot of other tech businesses who are there at the moment. If you look across kind of our other markets, um, there's different challenges. We kind of probably got a lower brand awareness in some of the new markets that we've gone into. Um, so that would, that obviously, as you would imagine, really impacts us as an employer. So if they don't know us as a as a job site, they don't know indeed.com, um, people don't know us as a place to work. So we have to just work a little bit harder um, in kind of improving that brand awareness and that reputation. Um, so I work really closely and it's probably, it's really great for me and in, Alan, you'll know, in terms of how this role, when, it, when you're an employer brand manager, works with marketing and works with PR um, and comms, it's a really vital partnership. And I would say this is the first time, and maybe it's because of who Indeed are, but I've just gone to marketing and PR and they're like, yeah, no, we definitely want to work together. We should be working together. And that's in every market I've kind of spoken to, which is very unique for me. It's not something I've come across in some of my past roles. I think you're right there. Absolutely. It was always a challenge I had when I was an in-house TA person. I didn't lead employer brand as such, but it fell under my fell under my wing. And, and we always had a challenge of getting, getting dollars, getting cash to spend, actually using collateral from elsewhere in the business, getting support from, from the marketing function, PR, etc. It was uh, always quite a painful <laughs> piece of work. Um, yeah. How, so how, what do you think the difference is there in terms of Indeed versus other organisations you've worked for where it's, it's so much easier? Um, I do definitely think it's the, the industry we're in. Obviously, I am an employer brand person working in a bit a, a tech firm that works in HR. So, you know, it's about recruitment. It's about employer brand. We have products that employers use to activate their brand. And so, therefore, the people in the business are kind of from that background. Um, and so, they get it. And it, But that's not the same in every market. I mean, certain markets is slightly different. Um, There's local differences. But um, I think that's the main difference. I think I'm very, so, you know, I know that's not the same for everyone. And I believe me, I've been there. So I've done both sides. So I feel really lucky that, you know, it's taken me 10 years to get to a place where, you know, I say employ a brand and they don't say, Oh, what's that? What's that fluff? (laughs) (laughs) People go, oh, yeah, no get it it's about this this and this and that was so refreshing I remember in my first couple of weeks I just was like oh okay which means you can just we've been able to have much higher conversations so you can move away from the the employer brand education piece and you're already at the right what are we going to do how are we going to activate it um what stuff do we need to do to improve it so yeah I am conscious I'm very lucky in that in that fact <laughs> and my argument eventually when we kind of won it was listen you know whether it's employer brand or corporate brand although how we go out and tell the world about those two things are, are different they both affect each other and they both can both affect each other both positively and negatively so it's really important that we work together mm, yeah agreed and I think I think that what has happened kind of in the employer brand space is there's so much jargon out there and I think not only does that in confuse people who work in TA recruitment whatever you want to call it um it confuses businesses so you know is it employer brand employer experience talent brand you know um is it engagement what and then you know is it an individual value proposition is it an employer value proposition and I just think it's becoming so much jargon that then people 
aren't understanding that it can it's very simple if, if you break it down um so i think we do as kind of we go on over the years and employer brand because has a bigger seat at the table i think we just have to be really careful not to reintroduce another phrase or another kind of some more wording just to confuse businesses even further it makes people feel important doesn't it introducing those phrases (laughs) (laughs) another acronym that they have to explain in brackets um it's what i find but ultimately it's all about an experience it's all about a brand experience whatever you want to call it um I think I think we just have to be really careful. Luckily, I don't have that challenge. People, you know, know what it is. But I, I've been in businesses in the past where, you know, we've tried different wording, and it it just confuses people ultimately. And what you have to do is align it to what your overall business objective is, and how you're going to help the business grow, and how you're going to bring in great talent. Um, and sometimes I think you just have to strip back all the jargon <laughs> and understand what the problem is you're trying to solve. Because we're all sat in those presentations, haven't we, where they're 300 slides long and 20 bullet points on each one. You get to the end of it and you're like, oh God, that was just more confusing than anything. And then you get the guy or girl who can come in and do a four-page presentation, really simplified, really simple, and you just get it. And it's you've got to kind of edge, edge towards the, that side of um, of delivering communication nowadays. It's simple, it's straightforward. What's in it for us? Why should we support this? And what's the kind of bottom line benefit? Yeah, because we're in a world where people are consuming information, and the, the, their attention span is so short. Uh, you know, they're on YouTube, they're on Facebook, their Instagram stories, Snapchat, and it's really bite sized, you know, short content. So, and it's the same, I think, internally. You know and being really visual and ultimately you just have to answer the question what is the problem we're trying to solve exactly so and how is this how is this piece of work or how's this program of work going to solve that for us exactly well a second ago you mentioned one of the challenges indeed we're having um, was going into markets where there was little knowledge or understanding of who indeed were as an employer and and it was a new market for them um, commercially as well how how are you responding to that challenge in particular there's a, there's a lot going on, as I said, we're really busy. So um, what's happened um, for us in terms of as a, as the TA team globally, we've grown. Uh, we know obviously because there's rapid growth, you need therefore more people within TA to support that growth. So there's one part in terms of whether that's our sourcing team, recruitment team, and then the employer brand team has grown, which is really great for me. So I'm hiring right now um, within our German and Benelux market. The person can be based wherever. And um, we've, we've hired across APAC and we're hiring in the Americas. So we're, we're going to be a team of about 13 people, which for an employer brand team, there aren't many big employer brand teams out there that, that get that. So, But the, the business has recognized that our TI guys need support on you know brand and brand awareness in those markets therefore we needed to kind of make our team bigger um and then within that we've kind of uh, we are kind of improving all the, the ways i mean we're very much on a journey like every other team is we don't do everything perfectly so but we're we're trying and testing loads of different things so we try and advertise across multiple channels so for us we've got a mix of kind of a, a big social strategy we do a lot of events um employee advocacy is massive for us um internally we've got online advertising we've got indeed obviously as i said we use that um and then we're trying out 
podcast. So obviously I'm on a podcast now. We actually do have our own kind of Culture Matters podcast that we've been launching. And we, for EMEA, we've just started doing that in local language, which adds another complexity to it. So our wonderful people in market are helping us kind of do the interviewing. So we've got a couple in Germany coming out and then a couple in Amsterdam. Um, and then also trying out things like programmatics and things. So there's kind of loads of different things. We're trying to reach the candidates in different places. So not just relying on, you know, your post and pray and the, the past way of doing things. So there's lots of stuff we're doing. Um, and as I said at the beginning, the reputation management piece is massive because we know like that job seekers, they want transparency and, and they research. So um, how we look on company kind of review sites indeed being one and, and all the others are, there's different ones we've got you know obviously got Glassdoor we've got Kanunu in Germany we've got Blind in the US there's a couple there's one in Japan that we're going to start looking at and using um, so obviously we, we constantly needed to be looking at that to make sure that that kind of element because for me that's a, a massive platform for advertising as well in terms of that's our people advertising us as a place to work. Absolutely. I think there are great listening posts as well, aren't they, for whether your employer brand efforts are actually working. It's very well and good listening to employees and the feedback you're getting from those, but they're probably going to be slightly more positive. They're going to lean towards it, but sometimes you learn more from the people who perhaps aren't always so positive or experience something that wasn't so wonderful, because that's where you can make the massive improvements. Yeah, agreed. And we kind of look at a, a lot. So we do, we've got kind of exit interview stuff. We've got internal feedback systems. We also have, um, we've launched a kind of new internal comms platform where people can kind of post on this feed constantly. They can ask leaders questions. Um, and depends on, depending on where you are in the business, some people are more vocal than others. Some areas of the business are very um I think we find our engineers are, are pretty vocal and they're internally, but we kind of find that sometimes other parts of the business will go external to, to give feedback. So we try and look at multiple platforms to kind of look at all the different themes and then make decisions on what's working and what's not working. One thing you mentioned a second ago is around employee advocacy slash ambassadors. Yeah. How, how important is that now for an organisation? For, for us, for that indeed, it's vital to the success of our kind of employer brand um, efforts it's for me it's kind of one and the same I think the engagement of colleagues behind the culture and the business mission is what drives a great employer brand so I think it's key and for us we have we're really lucky we've got kind of an ambassador what we call now an ambassador program um, someone in the employer brand team does lead that, that that's their job um, and we have 600 people odd globally wow. um, who are they're kind of a team of and this has happened over the last couple of years so you know we didn't all of a sudden go, get 600 people <laughs> um, so this, this took a, look, a lot of work and it was sitting in different areas of the business in comms and stuff and now it's within employer brand and they're a team of really highly engaged volunteers so as part of they have a day-to-day -day role so they could be in sales they could be in finance but they are highly kind of engaged and they've applied for this position um, to support internal engagement and experience as well as kind of externally talking about hashtag inside indeed that's kind of so if you look at our channels especially across instagram the, the pictures the content that we post is all from our ambassadors pretty much um, there will be other internal pictures that people may have taken at events and things like that but a lot of the time we're scouring through instagram and through kind of very and through twitter and through linkedin under that hashtag to see what our people are sharing and then repost that that story 
so yeah for us it it's vital it's um it's kind of a scheme that every quarter people are, can apply to be part of and it's growing and growing and for me and Amir it, it's really important because in those markets where potentially we need to grow our brand awareness the best thing for us to do and how to do that is with the people that we've got currently working for us because we know people as I said people trust people like they want to hear what their story is like and yeah we we do do videos we do do lots of other stuff but um you know a quick video that someone may have filmed on their phone that they're posting on a, their social channels or sharing a picture of themselves um, on holiday in some of our swag that goes a lot further for us um, so yeah for me it's it's vital and it's something that I think if I was going to obviously I was really lucky this was already kind of in process and it's been built over the last kind of three years but if I was going to start a new role for example some I'm not just in case my boss is listening I'm not starting a new role um but if I was I think it, it internal for me is the focus first and foremost you, you need to find those people who are those people who are already sharing content because that's what we did we went and looked and looked, look there's people already doing this you know how do we encourage them how do we give them some really cool swag to reward them for doing that um and how do we like encourage them to keep doing it for us and that's a really good point there because what do you want the program to be is as organic as possible don't you because if anything that mm. feels forced or staged will immediately come across as forced or staged online or through social or wherever people are, are sharing stuff how do you get that balance right between having a program that's managed because it's a you know it's an employee advocacy program, but it also feeling organic for the individuals, so they're only doing what they want to do. Yeah, and I think I think for us, it's not about it's not about money. It's not around rewarding. That ultimately, they these people have applied to take part, so they're already engaged and already want to be part of the program. So we didn't force anyone, and there's no one who's forced to be in the program. And if they want to leave, they can leave. That is totally. We do not force them to share content. We'll do kind of competitions and things that will win them maybe a bit of personalized swag because obviously, and we're using something we already have. So we're not, in terms of from an investment perspective, we're using the tools we already have within the business. So, you know, if you are a client of Indeed, you probably have a water bottle or a pad, or you may have a t-shirt. We have those things already. So how do we kind of maybe spin them to make them a bit more unique so that they feel like they've got a special piece of swag that no one else has? Um, so yeah, we encourage them. They have kind of a lead in each market. Um, they, they also, they don't just take part in, you know, sharing stuff for that. They're also taking part in our CSR at, efforts so good deeds is a program that we do kind of globally and helping out in the community whatever kind of charity support that the people within offices or the individual wants to do they they can organize like local events that support our inclusion groups um globally as well so they they kind of do lots of different things um which makes it a really kind of beefy role for them to do and and something that they're really highly engaged and want to do so helen this isn't your first employer branding gig and indeed are reasonably sophisticated in terms of how they approach employer brand. But there's probably a few people out there listening to this podcast who were just starting out on their employer brand journey. Maybe they've gone to a new company who've done nothing around employer branding before, or they're a TA person switching over into a, um, a more specialized role in employer branding. What kind of tips would you give to people starting out on that journey? Yeah, of course. I, yeah, thinking about this and 
it's it's interesting because um obviously i've worked at several places and i've done employer branding differently at each one Mm -hmm. so as much as indeed a a really far forward in terms of from an employer brand perspective we haven't gone on a traditional journey in terms of you know used an agent creative agency and a lot of our work has been done you know very organically and especially with Mm -hmm. the ambassador piece and kind of nurturing and culture like improving that piece so um in terms of tips if if you're kind of just starting out i'd say first and foremost for me is the research so and this doesn't have to be get an external provider to come in and do a massive research project Uh, this can be there'll be other things you can use internally to kind of find out this research whether that be your engagement survey whether that be you know doing a survey monkey to find out what your current state is um so what do people think of you what, what do they feel when they're they're working at your business and that's internally um but also externally so how can you kind of do a bit of research to look at your potential candidates that you want to work for you what do they currently think of your brand um so and then obviously pull in any if there is any depend on what kind of brand you are any kind of customer research as well because people will have a view on your brand and especially maybe if you're in a retail environment I had I kind of had four years in retail so I kind of understand that area Um, the people on the front line will be giving an impression to customers that therefore make a customer think a certain way about your brand Um, because you need to find out what is the biggest problem you're trying to solve so what's current state where where do you need to what have you got to fix and where do you need to get to, to to kind of fix that so that would be my kind of first thing my second one obviously i said i was lucky with this but you need to become really best friends with your marketing and pr and internal comms team um especially if to start with you don't have a lot of budget or no budget which i i've had in the past so i understand that you need them to kind of help you to kind of find content that they may already have that you can kind of re you can change you can mix up you can kind of use content that they've got you can get them to create content for you um share content that they've already got because obviously if you're trying to for me obviously i i do this within the markets where we've got the lower brand awareness talk to our marketing teams what what content can we use that we can go out to prospective candidates and say here is what indeed do Um, because it doesn't have to be necessarily a, a piece of content about someone working indeed it can be this is what our product is so this is what you'll be working mm. with um yeah best friends with them as much as possible what resource have they got um, how can they help you um you know does one of them want to kind of lend you some copywriting skills or teach you how to kind of write some social content um and sometimes often they've got tools that you can use or piece or pieces of software that you can piggyback on that they're already paying for that you can just get a license for whether that be you know a social kind of tool or maybe it's a piece of kind of photo editing software that you might want to use to create some um jpegs that you want to share externally and then the third and we talked about it earlier is mobilize your internal population so the brand ambassador they're your secret weapon so you need to find them you need to equip them and you need to reward them to um, share your message internally and externally and whether that be that you start with five of them and that's that's fine Mm. Um, who are the people who are really engaged who are already out there shouting about it Um, find them just you know ask them about their story ask them to share content and things and 
it happens organically and that's what happened for us we didn't all of us overnight go oh look there's 600 ambassadors just hanging around (laughs) um you know it's actually i think last year we had about 250 so we've we've grown massively because people have seen you know the program they they are really engaged they want to be part of it they want to get the cool swag they want to share stuff they they like to be involved in kind of the internal events and things um so yeah that they're really key so the brand ambassador piece and the internal population for me is really key because they are living and breathing your employer brand currently as it is fascinating Helen, thanks so much for your time. I think you've given me 24 minutes there of absolute gold. (laughs) Pleasure. And uh, it's been great to meet you. And um, thanks again. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon. And that brings us to the end of this episode. Big thanks to Helen for spending the time to chat to us. And a big thanks to you for listening. Everything we've discussed today can be found at academy.clickiq.co.uk. And any questions or feedback can be sent to hello at clickiq.co.uk.